no matter what change a person might have by whatever power, if it stops short of glory and eternal life, it will bring no true peace to your soul. Because you then will say, this is going to end. It's like being on vacation. It's like being on a trip. It's going to end. This is not going to last very long. We're having a wonderful time, but it's going to end. And so the life that the Lord Jesus gives must be eternal life. Life that will endure. It will endure the horrors of this world, of the miseries of this world, even death itself. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Have you ever heard someone say, I hate myself? To have low self-esteem is nothing new in this world. We hear of high rates of depression and of people who even contemplate taking their own lives. Not only people who are on drugs or doing things that bring this upon them, But even the most uh, astute business person, successful in life, there is the inner quest for real peace because money, business, success really only exposes the emptiness that is deep down within the human heart. And you need to find peace that endures the true remedy to the, the, the want that is within the human soul. And I want to give to you today that wonderful hope. And it's not just 12 steps of the anonymous uh, principles, but it is the gospel, the good news that God's Son, who is our Savior, who became flesh, lived a perfect life, and on the cross suffered an atoning death, not for himself, because he had no sin to cover, he had no sin to pay for, but he was on that cross our substitute. And it is he who undertook the whole responsibility of fulfilling the law, fulfilling God's holy standard, to bring to your heart a proper, perfect peace. And this Jesus, well, he stood at the well of Jacob, and along came a woman who was seeking to draw water with her pot. And the Lord said to her, Woman, Do you not know that I have the power to give you water of which you will never thirst again? Then he went on to talk about her life. She said, "Uh, I have no husband. And Jesus says, Thou hast rightly said, because thou hast had 
five husbands, and the man that you're living with now is not your husband. And the woman was astonished at how the Lord knew all about the deep, dark recesses of her heart. And of course, the Lord knows your heart today. He knows your sins. He knows the dark secrets of what goes on in your very soul and your mind. And yet, he has come to seek and to save your soul from sin. This is the good news of the gospel. And today I want you to listen to this message uh, from the pulpit on how the Lord Jesus satisfies the human soul. And this is a life-changing message. If you will trust in the Lord Jesus who saved this woman at the well, and he was able to uh, set her free from the bondage of sin, and he can do that for you too. And so stay listening, stay tuned, as we bring this message from the pulpit, as we let the Bible speak today. Christ, if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus, this, this man at the well, this Son of God, he will change you completely. He did it to me. That's why I'm his advocate tonight. And it wasn't something temporary. I've lived long enough now as a Christian to be able to say that this is the power of the Lord. Some of my friends and those who were on the farm who worked with me gave me six weeks. They were quite generous, by the way. Some might not have given that long. Six weeks. Forty-eight years later, I'm here tonight and advocate that the Lord Jesus truly satisfies. And I know that there are so many here tonight that can say amen to that. Would you say amen for me? Amen. It's true. There's another reason. The Lord Jesus Christ satisfies our thirst for fellowship with God. Now, peace with God sounds like a legal thing. It sounds like something that it's, it's okay you can now look at God, but fellowship with God, that's much more, much, much more. It is one thing to know God and to enjoy Him. And that becomes the satisfaction of the Christian, is to enjoy the Lord truly. Now, where does that come from? Would you open your Bible to 1 John chapter 1? 1 John, chapter 1, and verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now, I want us to pause and think about this word fellowship. Fellowship. It is koinonia. It is the strongest, most impactful Greek term. It really means partnership. We are joint heirs with Christ. We're with him and in him, and he lives in us, and we live in and through him. Now, 
Verse 7 goes on to say, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And so our fellowship with God is through his Son. Nothing but the life of the Lord Jesus. There is no other person who can bring the life of God, the fellowship, the true blessedness of God into your soul like the Lord Jesus. None can possibly do it. Sin will rob you of God's smile. If you walk in darkness, well, you have no fellowship with God. But if you walk in the light with Christ and in Christ, what a wonderful thing. And of course, the Lord does this by the power of prayer. He is now our advocate in prayer. Whatsoever we ask in his name, we're given the right to use his name. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you give anyone here tonight the right to use your name? Your name, you're very particular about who you give authority to, to use your name. And the Lord Jesus has given us his name that we may ask the Father in His name, so that all the fellowship that is between God and the Son becomes ours. And we are therefore again joint heirs, enjoy fellowship with God, and He leads us into the Father's holy presence. There are religions of this world that are bamboozling their people, deceiving their people with fear-mongering, supposedly, to lead them to God. What failures they are. If you were to ask them, how's that working for you? Did that penance make you better? Did that mass make you better? Did that evangelism for the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witnesses bring you closer to God? There's only one person. There's one mediator between God and men. And I'm afraid we get used to cliches. We get used to statements that are so amazing, but they become almost trite in our thinking because we're so used to them. But the Lord Jesus is the one that leads us to the Father. And tonight, you can go to the Father using Jesus' name. You have fellowship with the Father, and that's a wonderful thing. As a Christian... All of our works are done in Jesus' name. We're told to give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, and we in no wise lose our reward. Whatever we do in Jesus' name, God receives it, and God rewards it. Can you remember when children came home from school with their very best painting for dad and mom, and they wanted it on the kitchen table or on the fridge? And they came home so excited about this painting. And you asked, well, dear, what is it? Uh, it's for you, Dad. It, well, what is it? It's, well, it's, it's the scene right out the window of our school, and I wanted to paint it for you. And you look at it, it's a blob of paint, another blob of paint. But what do you do? You receive it gladly. You did this for me. And evangelical works, works we do as Christians in Jesus' name, 
however weak, however small, the Father receives them gladly. And there's a reward for those works. The Lord Jesus also satisfies by giving us the power to live a new life. I think of this woman again at the well, how powerless, how broken, how empty she was. What possibility of such a woman changing her life? And yet the Lord said that the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Now this suggests an inner supply. An inner supply. It's like the branch in the vine. The branch is weak, prone to wither, but the life of the vine flows in and it becomes fruitful. Jesus satisfies the child of God, every professing Christian, by pouring his life and it's, it's an inner life. It's the new life. It's the life of grace. And it becomes a life of power. Out of his belly, well, sorry, we need to go to John 7 and verse 37. This is another incident where the Lord Jesus uses the same language of water. And it was at John seven thirty-seven, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, out of his, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, if the Lord wanted to be dramatic, if he wanted to show you the plentifulness of the supply, what clearer language could he have used? Could you suggest more abundant language for plenteous supply than rivers of water. Think of it. Think of it. And that's your new life in Christ Jesus. That's where the satisfaction comes. That's where the inner joy and delight and power comes into your life. And he gives you the power to live the Christian life. A week before I was saved, I was in Balamone Free Presbyterian Church, and the preacher was the Reverend Kenneth Elliot. He preached a message on the power of the blood of Christ, not only to save, but to keep. And that was for me, because I had the excuse I could never keep this Christianity. I could never keep this salvation. Well, I was right, but I needed to hear that the Lord could keep me. And here I am tonight, an advocate for not only the saving power, but the keeping power of the Lord. And I know there are many such advocates right here in this meeting. You might even be a Christian longer than I am. And you can say tonight that Jesus truly satisfies because he keeps. Then in closing tonight, Jesus satisfies because the life he gives is called by himself everlasting life. 
It's life that will go beyond the grave. It was life that will lead you into heaven. Now, any gospel that stops short of eternity and glory cannot be good news. No matter what thrills it gives people in this world for a time, no matter what change a person might have by whatever power, if it stops short of glory and eternal life, it will bring no true peace to your soul. Because you then will say, this is going to end. It's like being on vacation. It's like being on a trip. It's going to end. This is not going to last very long. We're having a wonderful time, but it's going to end. And so the life that the Lord Jesus gives must be eternal life. Life that will endure. It will endure the horrors of this world, of the miseries of this world, even death itself. And it gives to believers all the blessedness and all the fullness of God in eternity for all the eons of time. That's the gospel you need tonight. And if you're trusting in anything else, it will not truly satisfy your soul. Because every one of us must face eternity. Every hospital has a mortuary. Every town has a cemetery. Every family has its family members that have been led to rest. The enemy of death has caught up. But here we learn, when Jesus spoke about living water, he spoke of life everlasting. And as someone described it, it's like the Lord took the keys of the prison called death. He took the sheriff, locked him up, and threw away the keys. And because Christ lives tonight, so shall I. Death's sting is gone. The curse is gone. Christ cried on the cross, I thirst. And through his pain and his sufferings, through his victory on that tree, there is salvation for you. And it's not a salvation for a day, but for eternity. Are you interested? Or are you going to leave this meeting and go out and serve the world, hoping for a little tidbit of earthly pleasure? Many people think that we Christians are the crazy ones, that we have just spoiled our lives. We've hemmed ourselves into a narrow way wherein there is no hope and no prospect. It's just vain. But I'm here tonight to convince you that the world is wrong. I have seen men, women, young people follow the world. It's disaster. It's disaster. And the misery doesn't end in this world. I tremble for those who go into eternity without Christ. What are you going to do about this? True satisfaction, the greatest need of your soul. And here we learn of our Lord Jesus giving this woman such new life. And what power it had in her life and many others. That's our testimony. That's our assurance. 
And I want you to know that if you turn and give your life lock, stock, and barrel to the Lord Jesus, he will satisfy you. He will. Will you give him your heart tonight? Will you say no to the pull of the world and give your heart to the Savior? That's the greatest decision of your whole life. And Christian, have you ever said, I wish I'd never become a Christian? Terrible place to be. Have you stopped pressing on in the Christian life with the glass half full? I want you to know that the Lord is able to give you much more than this. There's more for every one of us. We talk about the best is yet to be, and that's another cliche. I, 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 I fear cliches. They, they hinder true communication. The Lord can satisfy. Do you believe that tonight? I speak to anyone who's got their foot half in the world and half in the church or half in the things of God and half in the things of the devil. I would you would give all your heart and seek all the quenching of your thirst by coming to the Lord Jesus, giving your heart afresh to him and serving him as never before. I hope in future evenings to bring some studies in the life of the Lord Jesus. I think like that little Muslim girl that many people don't know him as they should. They hear about him. They hear great things about him. But they need to learn that he satisfies. Will you please take a fresh interest in the Son of God? Surely that will be the beginning, a new beginning for every one of us. Amen. Men may scale the highest mountain and descend the deepest but no one could ever measure God's great love at Calvary. Love of Christ so pure and tender, love so merciful and Beyond all comprehension is the love of Christ for me. try to live without him and his beauty never see I shall ever sing his praises for the love he gave to me love of Christ so pure and Love so merciful and free, beyond all comprehension.
been listening to Let the Bible Speak, and this is Pastor Ian Golliher. I hope that today that you have been encouraged to trust in the Lord as your Savior. This is your need, and this is the good news of the gospel, that it meets the need of the human heart. I have in my hand here a little booklet called A New Beginning, and it sets out the way of God's salvation. It first of all presents our need, our burden of sin, our guilt and condemnation without peace with God. But our Lord Jesus came into the world that we might have eternal life. And the question is, how may you receive Christ as your Savior? In page 12, 13, and into uh, 14, we have, how may you receive Christ as your Savior? Recognize your need to be saved. Acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that he alone is able to save. Accept and act upon the promises of the gospel. And then you come to confessing your sin, trusting in the merits of Christ, and the fact that repentance is absolutely necessary. You must come to hate sin, to flee from it, and plead mercy because of your sins. Now, I would happily send this book to you. And if you give me a call or send me an email, I will put this in the mail to you. In fact, we have an offer of uh, 10 copies of this booklet, A New Beginning, for $25 that people may give them out to their family and friends. And that will help us with the mailing and help us here cover some cause that let the Bible speak as we seek to get the gospel out across Canada. A new beginning, and it's all yours if you put, uh, give it, let us know, and we'll be glad to send you a free copy or 10 copies for $25. But let's close our program today in prayer. Father, we thank thee today for the gospel, this good news that God is a God of infinite mercy and so greatly loved the souls of men, women, young people that you sent your Son to be our Savior. And we rejoice in the work, the person, the death of the Lord Jesus Christ for our souls. And I pray that you will lead hearers to the gospel today to trust and rest their soul salvation in the Lord. May you grant them faith, give them a a genuine hatred of all sin, and to be delivered from the guilt of sin by the cleansing of Jesus' precious blood. O Lord, wilt thou have great mercy to call souls to faith and trust that they may enjoy this gift of eternal life. Now hear prayer and be with us today. Receive our praises through the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music.